All right. Good morning. So it's humid out today. Yesterday was nice. We were up early and got things done around the house, and it was great. Didn't have to worry about this. Woke up this morning like you're swimming in it. Um, so like Sarah was saying, it's, it's spring, May, or April and May are, are the, the big times where farmers, especially around this area, if you haven't noticed it, you probably live next to a field somewhere, they are tilling their fields, they're, they're disking them, they're, they're pulling rocks from them, they're preparing the ground, they're planting, you know, around here most of it is corn, we see a lot of corn around here just because we got a lot of dairy farms and different things like that, but they got a lot of corn, um, but if we look at this time of year, we're always planting seeds, we're planting, uh, we're buying this, uh, the little sprouts, and we're putting them in the ground. We're saying, okay, whether we, you know, Sarah sometimes will grow things from scratch and just put the seed in the ground, so other times she'll go and buy something that's already a little, you know, little foot tall and then plant it in the ground. But it depends on, on how you um, decide to do it. But this is the time of year where we're planting seeds in the ground, we're putting stuff in the ground, um, you know, people are doing yard work. People are out there. I mean, we spent, I don't even know how long yesterday outside. We were out from like 8 a.m. till 4 in the afternoon working on stuff, you know, getting the garden moved, um, uh, getting the earth moved up, getting the boards in place, getting everything in perfect order so we could go and plant these, these seeds or plant these little plants so we get a good harvest out of them. You know, people don't just buy plants and go, well, I hope these, you know, leave them in the little plastic containers, which are about an inch wide and about three inches thick, and go, I hope I get a good harvest out of this plant. Because what happens is you can water that plant and water that plant and water that plant, but it will never really produce anything when it's stuck in that little bitty plastic black container. You guys know what I'm talking about, right? You know, get them in the package of six or eight or whatever, or in the little four-by-four ones. You can produce something out of them, but you're really not going to get the full yield, the full potential out of that plant. So we plant things so they grow and they produce a harvest. We plant things so we get a return from what we do. We don't buy, go out and buy $100 worth of, of seeds and plants and, and dirt and whatever it is and go, well, that was fun, and then just put it off to the side. We don't do that because we don't expect, we don't look at, say, dirt seeds and, and little plants and say, okay, now grow. There has to be something that mixes them together, something that takes the time to put them together so that they have proper, um, there, there's steps, there's proper ways of doing the right ways of planting. You don't just buy dirt, leave it in this corner, buy seed, leave it in this corner, buy a couple little plants and put it over in this corner and go, man, I hope my garden's good this year. It's going to be great. We're going to eat lots of tomatoes. We don't do that. We plant things and we do them in the proper steps because there is something about growing something that has to be done in a proper way in order to produce the harvest or the fruit that is required. Um, I have some these seeds at home, and they're called chia seeds. And if you guys have ever seen the chia pets, you know, you get the head with the, you know, spread the stuff on and you grow it and it grows like a big afro. Um, you can get chia seeds, which are, uh, which are the harvest of those. And uh, first time we got some of them, we had them, and I put them in a, I usually mix them with uh, tea. I'll make like a fruit tea and put them in there, and Jordan likes it because it says, it says it tastes like Jello. But um, um, so I put them in there, and I forgot to rinse it out one time, and I left it in my car. So uh, you know, I've got this water bottle in there, and I left it in my car. Well, I come back, and there's little green things sprouting out throughout the thing. What I had cont- done is this: is I added a little bit of water with the, those chia seeds, and the 
uh, water bottle was glass. It created a greenhouse and it grew something out of those little seeds. So there was little sprouts and I'm like, oh, dog on it. So I called Jordan. I'm like, hey, do you have a bottle brush? Go buy me a bottle brush when you're out. He was out at Walmart. I'm like, get me a bottle brush because I cannot get these out of here. And I'm like trying to get this out. But there's something so small as a chia seed that you can put it with water and in the right conditions, it will grow. Apple growers do it a lot too. If you look at an apple orchard, uh, one of the most common things you'll see in an apple orchard is white tree, white tree, white tree, white tree, pink tree. And they're like, not the tree itself, but the, the flowers on it. And you're like, why is there an odd one? Most farmers will, or most apple guys will tell you they always keep a crab apple tree in their orchard because what it does is it helps pollinate. It draws the bees, it draws all the insects that will pollinate the rest of the flowers into that orchard and it will help pollinate the flowers. But apple growers do a lot of different things also. They will take trees and they will say, you know, I'm going to cut a branch off and I'm going to take it and I'm going to put it in this tree. I'm going to graft it into this tree and I'm going to water it, nourish it, whatever it takes, and hopefully fruit will grow from it. So I was, I was thinking about this because I um, where I work in Ludington, I go by apple orchards after apple orchard on the way up there. And so I'm looking at it, and I'm looking at the different trees. I'm looking at the different, um, different types of trees that they have. They have some that are big, and they're, um, they're, they're tall, and they kind of have an uh, a umbrella style. Some are very tall and, um, and just kind of rounded. You have different types of trees. So I was thinking about that, and... I was, thinking, I was like, why? And I was looking at some of the guys out there, and, and this was in the fall they were doing some of it, but some of them do it in the spring. I'm not quite sure. I don't know all the details of how they, when they decide to graft them or how they do it, but I was watching guys, and they would cut the thing, and they would put a branch in, and they would tape it, and they just tape it right up, and they put this branch. They can take a, uh, a Golden Delicious apple and put it with a Macintosh branch in a tree, take that branch, graft it in there, and it will grow Golden Delicious off a Macintosh tree because it's grafted itself into, or that main tree is grafted itself into, and it's basically taken it and grafted itself into there. So I was looking, I just was curious about how they do it. So I was going through YouTube and seeing why they do it and how they do it because it really kind of just sparked my interest. And it was cool because you can basically take any kind of apple as long as it's compatible and graft it into that other tree. So I can take any kind of apple tree I want, take a branch off, cut another tree, gra- tape it on there, gra- you know, cut a spot, graft it on there, and within a couple years it will produce fruit. So I really got interested in that. So I'm like, what is this? So I started doing this, and if you guys, you guys I know will Google this, Google this after you're done. I looked up grafting, and there is a guy who grafted 40 different fruits into one tree. Any kind of pitted fruit, any kind of, uh, what do they call it? Stone fruit, I believe is what they call it. He took 40 different versions of a stone fruit, whether it's plums, uh, apples, um, just different things like that, and grafted them all into this tree. And this tree is a beautiful tree, and it basically has yellow flowers, purple flowers, white, pink, just every kind of flower possible. And he's growing 40 different fruits off of this one tree. But he has like 100 of these all around the United States and in different parts of the world, that he's grafted these things together and they have become producing fruit. It usually takes two to three years for them then to be fully grafted and to produce fruit. So I started thinking about this and it reminded me of Romans 11. And I want you to read this. I'm going to read this to you guys. Romans 11, we're going to go 13 through 24. 
this is Paul, and he's talking to the church in Rome, and he says, I'm saying this, and especially for the Gentiles, verse 13, God has appointed me as the apostle to the Gentiles, I stress this, for I want somehow to make people of Israel jealous of what you Gentiles have. So I might have some of them for their sincere, excuse me, for since their rejection meant that God offered salvation to the rest of the world, their acceptance will be even more wonderful. It will be more... It will be life for those who are dead. And since Abraham and our other patriarchs were, patriarchs were holy, their descendants will also be holy. Just as the entire batch of dough is holy because the portion given as an offering is holy. For if the roots of the tree are holy, the branches will be too. But some of these are branches of Abraham's tree. Some of these branches and some people of Israel have been broken off. And you Gentiles who were branches from a wild olive tree have been grafted in. So how now you also receive the blessing of God has promised Abraham and his children, sharing the rich nourishment from the root of God's special olive tree. But you must not brag about being grafted to replace the branches that were broken off. You are just a branch, not a root. Well, you may say those branches were broken off to make room for me. Yes, but remember, those branches were broken off because they didn't believe in Christ. And you are, you are there because you do. So think, do not think highly of yourself. But fear what could happen, for if God did not spare the original branches, he won't spare you either. And then verse 22 says, Notice how God is both kind and severe. He is severe towards those who disobey, but kind to those who trust in his kindness. But if you stop trusting, you will be cut off. And if the people of Israel turn their back in unbelief, they will, they will be grafted in again. For God has the power to graft them back into the tree. You by nature were a branch cut off from a wild olive tree. So if God is willing to do something contrary to nature by grafting you into this cultivated tree, he will be far more eager to graft the original branches back into the tree where they belong. So Paul's talking about grafting. He's talking about taking an olive tree, a wild olive tree, a shoot off an olive tree, and grafting it back in. What Paul's talking about is this, is God created us for a special purpose, for a special uh, reason, for, for a time and a place. What happens is, is God sent Jesus, first of all, for the Jews. He knew that the Jews needed him because he was going to bring them salvation because they had, they had wandered from God. So God sent Jesus to be that representation to say, okay, I'm going to come in and I'm going to bring these Jews. We're going to, gra- we're going to take these Jews and, and graft them back in, the people of Israel, and graft them back into the tree. What happened was is this, is God had cut them off because they were not believing in him. Jesus was sent to bring life, to bring a grafting, an, a, a form of grafting back into the family of God. The family of God is like a tree. That 40 fruit tree, which is really cool, when you guys get a chance to look it up because it's so cool to see what it looks like and to see that it's not a very big tree. You know, it's probably a little bit bigger than that tree. Um, has a wider foliage, but um, it's so cool to see because God has, is, we are similar, the, the body of Christ is similar to that tree. We're, we're multiple shoots of different plants, olive, apple, you know, plum, whatever it is, we're multiple shoots of that tree. What God does is says, you know what? When you accept me as Savior, I'm going to bring you in. I'm going to take you and I'm going to graft you in. I'm going to cut a spot for you. I'm going to put you in there. I'm going to tape it up. 
And what's going to happen is eventually you're going to graph, you're going to grow into me. That's like when we plant something, we don't see fruit instantly. We don't plant a little tomato plant in the ground and go come back the next day and go, hey, where are the tomatoes? It doesn't work that way. It would be great if it worked that way because we, would, we wouldn't have to plant so many things. We wouldn't have to wait. But there's a waiting, there's a patience that comes with planting something, with grafting something. It just doesn't happen overnight. Like grafting has to be compatible. Compatibility in the body of Christ means this. When God takes us and he wants to graft us in, the compatibility is this. is Have you received his son as savior, called him Lord of your life? And he, if you have, then he goes, you know what? You're compatible. I'm going to take you. I'm going to graft you into this tree. I'm going to cut a spot here. I'm going to take it. I'm going to tape you up. I'm going to uh, sturdy you up. I'm going to bring people around you to hold you into place until you graft, until you get grown in me, until gra- I'm growing in you. And, I ta- and you can hold on to yourself so the tape that can be taken off, and you are holding yourself up in the body of Christ, producing an apple, a plum, an olive, whatever it is. God says, I'm going to take you, I'm going to take those things that were away from me, I'm going to bring them in, I'm going to cut a spot in this tree, in my tree, and I'm going to bring you in, I'm going to graft you into this. I'm going to bring you in, and what's going to happen is, is there are going to be people who will come alongside you, and they're that tape. You guys ever seen that white tape on those trees along the bottom? It's very, it, a lot of the tape that they use for that is similar, but it's a, it's a fabric-style tape that they use, and they wrap up the tree in that branch. So they'll take a main big branch, and they'll cut a little spot. They'll V a spot a lot of times, and they'll, and they'll wedge, and they get a wedge, and they'll stick it in there. There's a couple different ty- types of graphs, but was, uh, graphs. But I was looking at this one, and they just cut a, a V-shape, and they cut a V-shape on the other one, and they slide it in, and then they tape it up. And what's cool is in, after that graft happens, you see it, and that little plant, the, the, tree, the big tree comes around, and after a while, it just looks like a shoot coming out. It doesn't look like, it looks like it was meant to be there. That graft looks like it was meant to be there. So what God does is he says, you know what, once you come into my kingdom, once you come into my family, I'm going to take you. We're going to cut a little spot. We're going to graft you. And I'm going to bring people. I'm going to bring things in your life that will hold you, that will tape you up, will hold you, will sturdy you up until you are able to stand on your own. You will still be engrafted into my tree, into my root system, into my life that I give you. But you're going to be a standalone. Every one of us produce a different fruit. We're like, the family of God, the, the kingdom of God is like that 40 tree fruit. We all produce something different. We all look different. We all produce something that is different in our lives. The, produ- the fruit that we're going to produce is not going to be the same fruit that the person next to you is going to produce. You're going to produce something that is unique for your giftings, your callings, and what it's going to do is it's going to bring that to people who need it. God's going to use that certain type of grafting, that certain type of fruit that you produce to bring it into people's lives. And what happens is God says, I'm going to graft you in. I'm going to give you the nutrients you need. I'm going to give you my spirit, my Holy Spirit. I'm going to give you my word. I'm going to give you everything you need. I'm going to give you people around you to hold you into place and steady you while you're getting grafted in. Because you can't expect to cut the tree, put the graft in, tape it up and go, okay, where's the apples? You can't get apples from an olive tree. You can't get plums from an apple tree. But each one of you is a different slice of a graft 
God's saying, I'm going to bring you in. We're going to put you in different spots. We're going to put you in different areas. And I'm going to steady you. I'm going to, um, I'm going to tape you up. I'm going to bind you to me. And when we're bound to God, and I don't mean in a, in a, uh, a kind of slavery style, but I'm saying when, you, when you're tied to God, when you're taped to him and, and he, his nutrients that he, that he is bringing, his spirit, his word come into you, you start to grow. You start to grow. The grafting process takes two to three years for it to produce fruit. Usually within the first year, it's, it's pretty much kind of growing, starting to grow together, but it takes a while for its life source. It gives it a basic life source of moisture to produce what it needs to, but before, after a while, it takes about three years for it to give it everything it needs to produce the full fruit that it has. I was going to bring a picture of that 40 fruit tree, but I didn't, I totally forgot to, and but it was just so cool to see. It really reminded me of uh, the church. It reminds me of the body of Christ, that we're all different. We all produce something completely different. We all look different. We all act different. We all talk different. But we all have something that is unique and uniquely grafted into the body of Christ. We all come to Christ with past experiences. We come to, we come to, to God with you know, our own uh, hurts, our own hang-ups, our own everything, but what it does is it makes a unique fruit that when we're grafted in, we produce something that is unique because of the way that we can relate to life and the way that God works in us. So that fruit must be compatible. That tree must be compatible with God. And what does that look like for us? For us, that looks like accepting his son as Savior, accepting him as Lord of our life, saying, you know, I surrender myself. I, don't, I can't do this on my own. And I need you to take care of me. I need you to graft me in. I need you to supply me. God takes with us as, as humans, with his church, with his body, he takes something completely different and grafts us in. Takes, you know, he's taking branches out there. We have a, um, a pear tree in our yard. And we have an apple tree in our yard. The apple tree has produced nothing since I don't, we never produced anything since we moved in there. I've hacked it to pieces. I've trimmed this off. I've hacked this down. I think we've got like one branch sticking up, you know, right now. And it, it, I'm like, I'm just like, come on, I'm like, prove something for me. I'm mean, like, give me something. So we've got this one tree out in our yard. The, the pear tree produces stuff. Usually in a good year, we'll get eight paper bags full of pears. They're ugly, but man, they're good. And We've got this apple tree, and every year I look at them like, do something. I'm like, do something with it. Just don't stand there. Just don't look that. Look the, I need you to produce something. I'm like, every year I hack off a little bit more. I'm like, I'm, I, keep, I always tell Sarah, if it doesn't work this fall, I'm hacking it all off. And I've said that for 10 years. I'm like, if it doesn't work, I'm going to hack it all off, and we're just going to pull it out of the ground. There was a tree about, from me to that blue tile next to, next to it, that thing just, I one day I went out and ripped it out by my hands. It was so bad. I'm like, yep, that one's gone. But... There's something that we look at when we see a fruit tree and we're like, I know what you have, produce it. So I've been looking at this tree for 10 years and going, do something. Please do something. I want an apple off you. I don't care if it's a little apple, just produce something. So apparently this tree doesn't really want to do anything. So I'm going to hack it to pieces. If it doesn't produce anything this year, I'm going to hack it to pieces and pull it out of the ground. So we look at that, and it's like, man, there, we see something that produces fruit. And we're like, 
should produce fruit, but it doesn't. It's the same way what Jesus said. He saw that olive tree and he said, there should be olives here, but it's not. It says in Romans, it says he cuts off every branch that doesn't produce fruit. So the tiny little branches that are on that main stump of that tree or the main branch of that tree, I'm going to cut off. I've cut off for years and saying, okay, we're going to cut it off. Maybe it'll produce fruit. We're going to cut it off. Maybe it'll produce fruit. I'm not seeing anything. I hope there is, but I'm not seeing anything. You guys ever been in that situation where it's like, yeah, I know that it's healthy, it's alive, but I'm not quite seeing it. God says, let me graft you. Let me graft you into my tree. Let me graft you into my body, and and we're going to produce fruit. You can't wait 10 years to produce fruit. I've waited 10 years, and I'm about ready to just go out and, you know, take the saw and hack it to pieces and and then burn it. Um, But you can't be like that. If we're grafted into Christ, if we're grafted into his body, we're producing something. It may not look the same as the apple, the, the, the peach, the olive, whatever it is, but it's something that is producing inside of us. God says, when I graft you in, you're going to produce fruit if you want. But what it, he says, if you don't produce fruit, the branches that don't produce fruit get cut off. So he's saying, join me, let me graft you in, let me support you, bring things around you, let me tape you up, let me support you so you do produce fruit. He does something completely different with each one of us. Each one of us are unique. God does something unique in each one of us to graft us into his body. Each one of you was reached in a certain way. Each one of you came to God, came to understand who he was in a completely different way than the person sitting next to you. Each one of you has a different story. Each one of you has a different life. Each one of you has a different way of understanding God. But he's still the same God. He's still the same tree. And what he's done is he's saying, you know what? Come to me. I'm going to graft you in and we're going to produce amazing fruit. We're going to produce something that is so unique, something that is so um, fruitful and so, so bountiful that people will go, what is that and how do I become part of it? John 15. You guys have always heard this. There's a little song when you're a kid that says, he, um, he is the vine, we are the branches, his banner over us is love. You know, there's that little kid song that we used to sing, especially if you're a Baptist, you used to sing that. Right, Amanda? Um, so John 15 says, and this is verse 1, it says, I am the true vine and my father is the vine dresser. Any branch in me that does not bear fruit or that stops bearing fruit. I'm reading from the Amplified Version, so it's going to expound on this a little bit. It says that doesn't bear fruit, or that stops bearing fruit, he cuts away, trims off, or takes away from. And he cleanses and repeatedly prunes every branch that continues to bear fruit to make it bear more and richer and more excellent fruit. I'm going to stop right there. It says that he prunes. If you look at a fruit tree, every year, what do they do? They go in and they prune trees every year. I've, if you guys have ever been to our house, we have that pear tree. And a couple years ago, I went and took off a bunch of the top branches that were about 10, 12 feet high where I couldn't get the ladder and reach up to if I needed to. So I went in and lopped it, kind of did a, a, a flat top on it. And what do I have now? I go back out there this spring. I'm like, there's little branches about as big around as my thumb, and they're like six feet high. I'm like, doggone it. I'm like, now i got to get back up there and hack them off again. But God says he prunes something. When you prune something, especially fruit trees, they're known, you will see 
uh, especially in the spring or the, the fall, they'll go in and they'll prune trees and they'll have branches after branch after branch. And what they'll do is they'll prune them. Even if they don't, even if they aren't, what it does, they don't um, need to be pruned. They prune them because what they do is they pull off the things that they say, you know what, this is a good branch, but I'm going to pull it off so I get a better yield, I get a better fruit from the branches that are remaining. So God's going to prune us. He's going to remove things that even if they look good sometimes, they're not going to be there. God's going to prune it because he says, I can get more. You're going to grow more. You're going to produce more fruit when I prune you. I'm going to take things away. I'm going to remove things that look like they're good, that look like they're healthy, look like they're alive, but I'm going to remove them so I'll see good fruit in you. Verse 3 says, "You You are cleansed and pruned already because of the word which I have given to you and the teachings I have discussed with you. This is what grafting is, and this is what grafting, as people who are grafted into Christ, it says this, dwell in me and I will dwell in you. Live in me and I will live in you. Just as no branch can bear fruit of itself without abiding in and united with the vine, neither can you bear fruit unless you abide in me. We don't take a branch off of a certain tree, cut it, and say, I'm going to graft this in and just tape it to the side of the tree and go, okay, produce fruit. It has to be connected to the life source. It has to be connected to the main root of the tree. It has to be connected to the main uh, part of the tree because you can't just uh, be like, okay, I'm going to cut a, tree, a branch off this. I'm going to take, go home, take some duct, duct tape, and tape it to my pear tree and go, okay, produce an apple. It doesn't work. It, it, it has to be connected. It has to be, you take that slice and you take that branch and you put it in there and you connect it. It's connected to the life source. It says, if you live in me, I will live in you. If we live in him, if, we gra- if he grafts us in and we live in him, if we're, per- if we're connected with him, he's going to live in us. And what do living things do? They grow. What do living things do? They produce fruit. I'm going to read verse 6. It says, I am the vine, you are the branches. Whoever lives in me and I in him bears much abundant fruit. However, apart from me, cut off from the vital union with me, you can do nothing. If a person does not dwell in me, he is thrown out like a broken off branch and withers. Such branches are gathered up and thrown into the fire and they are burned. So yesterday my dad came over and he's building our our kids a clubhouse thing, which I'm totally going to take over. Um, (laughs) I'm going to put like a, a porthole on the top, and, you know, like a, I pretend I have a machine gun turret on the top. Anyway, um, I've always wanted a clubhouse, but I've, never mind. I've always had lots of clubhouses. If you saw my clubhouses when I was a kid, ask. I had this whole Ewok village set up when I was a kid. There was rope lines and bridges and everything. Amanda's jealous. Um, but there's nothing we can do when we're apart from him. We were digging up this... this um, we were putting this clubhouse into place, the foundation. We were putting the bricks down in the 4 by 4s and putting the, the, um, the decking down. And we are getting too close. If you guys know where our house is, right by our propane tank, there's a big slab of cement, an old slab of cement. So we were putting it there for the girls so we can, they can be out back and they want to uh, sleep out there in the summer. We can still you know, be in ear, ear, hear from them. And we were getting ready to put it in, and there's these two old... One's a lilac bush, I think, and the other one's just crap and um it's just worthless and it doesn't grow and it just it, they're weeds basically now so my dad gets his chainsaw out and we we just cut these branches off 
And within two hours, those uh, leaves were completely withered. They, when we first started working on it, they were alive. They were holding themselves up. Within two hours, they just kind of folded in themselves. That's like we are with Christ. When we cut ourselves off, when we, we remove ourselves from Christ, he says that nothing can live without me. He says, apart from me, you can do nothing. So what we do is we come into Christ he grafts us in, and then we, what we do sometimes as humans, we say, well, I'm just going to separate myself. I'm going to do it on my own power. And God says, you're already grafted in. If you cut yourself off, you're not going to be able to live. You're going to look like those lilac bushes, those leaves that are withered within two hours. We try to do so many things on our own power. God says, I grafted you in for a reason. I grafted you in for power. I grafted you in for wisdom. I grafted you in for my spirit to live in you so that when you do things, you will produce something. That you won't fade in two hours when the sun comes out or when trials and, and, and things hit, that you won't fade and wither. Verse 7, John fifteen seven says, If you live in me, abide in my vitality, and my words remain in you, and continue to live in your hearts, hearts. Ask whatever you will, and it shall be done for you. He doesn't say that you're going to produce fruit. He says, if you live in me and abide in me, ask, and you shall have whatever you want. Ask, and it shall be done for you. If you live in him, if we're grafted to him, we can't be like this and say, God, I need you to do this, and it will be done. He says, you're grafted into me. You're part of me. You're supplied by me. My life, the life that is coming from the root system is part of you. You're grafted together with Christ. But when you live apart from him, we don't get the life. And then verse 8 says, When you bear or produce much fruit, my Father is honored and glorified, and you show and prove yourselves to be true followers of mine. So Jesus says that we're grafted into him, we are part of him, and when we produce fruit, much fruit, he says. He doesn't say, well, you produce an apple. When you have a, a, a six-foot round tree uh, foliage, and you have a tree out in the uh, orchard, and you go out and there's one apple, you're like, hmm, doesn't make sense. Sue lives next to a bunch of apple trees, and... If you walk out in the middle of the, the harvest time and you see one apple on this tree, it looks alive, it looks like it's healthy, but there's one apple, you, you're going to start thinking, why? Why is, this for, why is this one apple? And it's not even a big apple, it's just like this little apple, and it's like, why is it there? But Jesus says that if you remain in the Father, you're going to bear much fruit. Not one little apple sitting there. He says you're going to produce a lot of fruit. Your life is going to produce fruit that will be able to be given to other people. That idea of grafting is the church. God bringing us in, grafting us into his body, grafting us into the church. We produce different fruit. We produce at different times. We're grafted in different times. We mature differently. I guarantee you that that 40 fruit tree doesn't produce all the same harvest or doesn't produce the harvest at the same time. 
because each piece of fruit, each grafted branch is different. No matter what happens, no matter how it's grafted, it still retains the fruit, the style of fruit that it's going to do. You won't see a, an olive tree grafted into that uh, uh, apple tree and say, you know what, now it's going to produce apples. No, because what God does is says you're unique. I'm going to graft you in and you produce the fruit that you were called to produce, not the fr- fruit that may be next to you. We're grafted into the main source. Our, each graft produces its own fruit. We're going to produce our own fruit. We're not, our fruit's not going to look like the person next to you. The fruit's not going to look like the, the same fruit as your parents or your aunts or uncles, whatever it is. Your fruit's going to be unique to who you are, but you're grafted into the same tree. Our fruit's going to mature different as we mature different. Some of you are new believers. Some of you are aged believers who have been, uh, who've known God for years. Your fruit's going to produce differently. You guys ever seen an apple tree when it first produces apples? Little apple tree. It produces little bitty apples because it's you know yay big, and it only produces a little a little bit of fruit, and then like one, and then it just kind of done. It takes time to mature. It takes time to understand who God is for your fruit to be come to maturity and produce what God has called you to produce. But he's grafting us into his body. He's taking us and saying, you know what? I want what you, who you are. I want you to be part of me. I want you to live in me. I want you to be supplied by me. And I want you to produce much fruit. Jesus said they don't produce a little fruit. They produce much fruit. So are we allowing him to graft us in? Are we allowing him to graft us in and and allowing him to tape us up, to support us up into producing fruit. You don't produce fruit on your own. You produce fruit from walking with people who have more knowledge, have wisdom, and live life, and what they do is they walk with you and say, you know what, I see a branch, we're going to trim it off, and we're going to produce fruit. God puts people in your life to do his job. Prune little things off. Say things, hey, I see you're growing, let's try this. We're going to grow and we're going to produce fruit. So we're grafted into him. Stay connected to him. Jesus said, "Without, when you're disconnected from the, the main root, when you're disconnected from the main vine, we cannot produce fruit. So we are a fruit-producing people. We will stay grafted. We stay grafted. We always look to the source who has taken us in. Let's pray.